0: All right, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Saturday Standouts. My name is Caleb Skinner. With me, as always, and he even is here when I'm not here, um, my co-host, Ethan Carbone, um, one of my my best friends here in the Unwrapped Sports Network, joining me as always. I've missed a few weeks. Ethan has stood in admirably, also bringing in some uh, special guests along the way from the Unwrapped Sports Network for the Pac-12, Big 12, talking all kinds of big stuff, so that was awesome. Um, tonight we're gonna to be getting into a little ACC preview later on, um, but before we get into that, we got a special interview for you guys. So I'm gonna to toss it over to Ethan real quick. Let him introduce you to himself. Let him you know say what's up to you guys and introduce uh, you know our special guest and our guest of honor, who's gonna be joining us here in just a little bit.
1: All right, what's up, guys? Just follow me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Carboni. I just wanna get right into this. Welcome, Jordan Thomas, former star quarterback of the Oklahoma Sooners
2: what's going on guys
1: how much how are you
2: i'm great i'm great all right. what you guys got going what you guys got for me today
1: all right just, Ethan. i'll let you
2: lead it just, off all buddy
1: all right just starting it off i'm pretty sure i already asked you this but like growing up in texas why do you choose your state's most hated state rival in oklahoma <laughs> like how, how do you manage to do that and you'd think disappoint all those people in texas is they get um,
2: disappointed anytime someone from Texas goes to Oklahoma. Oh man. Um so that one that one was tough. I mean, not necessarily. Again, uh, back in the day, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, and I don't know if this is actually a real thing, but this is um what exactly I was told, this is what my ears were filled with, and it was one of those things that Mac Brown um and and you know, God forbid me Mac Brown, I'm not trying to slander your name by no means, but this was the <laughs> word around town was that he would he would essentially recruit players but, you know, for whatever reason, they wouldn't play and they would be five star players. And so, in my mind, I, I was going to be one of those players who was going to get recruited and then not have the chance to play. You know, so right then and there, you know, kind of turned me off of it. And I was just like, well, let me explore my options. And then, you know, that's when push come to shove. You know, Oklahoma is just thrown in my face and I, you know, go up there, take a visit. And, uh, you know, that was that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you yeah, know, going to Oklahoma and coming to college. You looking at you know your stats, everything. You had a pretty good career, man. You know you started four games your for your, your freshman season, which is awesome. Um, played in all in all thirteen, and then you really uh, showed out. Um, your your sophomore year. So tell us a little bit about that sophomore year. It, it probably meant a lot to you. Um, you know as, as the biggest season of your of your
2: collegiate career. No, for sure, for sure. So my sophomore year, actually, we had a coaching change, and we went from um, Bobby Jack Wright to Kerry Cooks. Um, I will say that um, that kind of coaching change kind of helped me a lot um, simply because uh, coach, Wright He definitely was super traditional. Um, you know, he had his own old, old, older style. I won't say older style, but he had his own way of play and um, you know, Kerry Cooks he had a kind of different style of play and he kind of gave me a little bit more freedom to kind of like um, you know, just explore what you can do. You know what I'm saying? Use all the tools in your tool tool belt, you know, be the best that you can be, you know, obviously be smart, but again, you know, attack it and be fearless and, You know, obviously I get out there and, you know, you get the, you know, the little swag, you know, I'm a year, you know, I'm a year in, I got some experience, you know, I I know the game now, you know, kind of it kind of gave me that confidence. And then, you know, when you step out of that field and then you make that first play, it just, it's almost like contagious. It just kind of keeps coming back to you all the time, you know, it's just never ending. And then kind of, I looking up obviously
1: Oklahoma historic program, Lately, they've had a lot of success in the regular season. Uh, but towards the playoffs, you made the playoffs. So what was it like making one of the first college football playoffs and being able to play in it?
2: Um. Okay, so that was actually super awesome. I was super proud to be like, hey, I went to the first ever college football playoffs. You know, I was a part of it, you know, all thanks to my, my team. And, you know, obviously we had a, a great quarterback, a great running back, a great receiver, a great offensive line. I mean, I can just name everyone on the team, you know, but – Again, you know, that was super cool for me to just experience and be like, hey, you know, you are quote unquote a pioneer of college football playoffs. You were a part of the very first ever when this ever was invented. So um, that was kind of huge. That was, I mean, I guess like a a milestone, you will, if you will, in my life that I could just remember. But, um, but yeah, no, but being in the playoffs was, it was amazing. You know, it's, it's your one game before being a world champion you know what i'm saying like that's not a world champion but you know what i mean a collegiate champion and that's you know obviously everyone's dream and i was there i've tasted it i've smelled it so close and you know just never made it out there
0: yeah and you know my nose made it that that same year um and then we had we had a pace of work again. didn't didn't turn out too pretty for us um so that was uh you know a bit of a disappointment for me much like it was for you guys unfortunately but um, you know, going back and, and looking at, you know, some of the players that you've played with, uh, I mean, going up against some of these guys in in, in practice, uh, you look at Marquise Brown, um, Charleston Rambo, um, C.D. Lamb, Baker Mayfield, uh, Kyler Murray, all these guys are, are yeah. on that. Uh, I mean, Trace, that's when Trace Sermon was still at Oklahoma as well. Uh, yeah, for sure. Too. So the amount of names that, you know, we see now that are a lot of them are in the NFL and, that, and that's crazy to think about. What was it like competing against them, you know, on a daily basis in practice? And are there any guys that, you know, stood out while you were on the team that, you know, you were really good friends with or kind of, you know, push you to, you know, hit that next level in, in your game? Um,
2: all, all, all of them, you know, I guess. You know? <laughs> no, but for sure. Um, it was it was, it was was hard to be around so much greatness and then not follow suit. You know, it, it was either get with a program or, or get left behind. And I – I have FOMO, you're not leaving me, you're not leaving me out of nothing, you know what I'm saying, so uh, let me get to the front of the line, but no, um, you know, just having the opportunity to play against those people, you know, uh, don't forget about the Sterling Shepherds, although he was there when I was there, you know, uh, wow. another, another sleeper, duo Green Beckham was there, I don't know if you guys know him, but he was a uh, transfer Missouri, yeah. and then, uh, you know, kind of got out of there after that, but, um, you know, just honestly, Sterling kind of put me, that was like my first taste of, hey, like, you got to want better for you because I mean, it would be at the point I was a freshman and they would be like, all right, go, go guard our best receiver. I'm like, okay. Okay. I guess, you know, like I don't, I, don't, I can't tell you, no, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I, I would be out there covering him in the, um, you know, he would, I guess he saw, you know, he saw that I had some potential or whatever. And, you know, so he kind of took me under his wing, but, you know, we would be doing one-on-ones or I'd be covering him and he would mix me up. And then mid route, he'd be like, you know, you got to be more patient than that. And obviously proceed to continue his route, you know what I'm saying? Catch the ball. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, that kind of made me like, all right, well, I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want no one else to have to do that to me. So like, let me get my, let me get my stuff together. Like, let me get, let me get it going.
1: Kind of piggybacking off my last question for you, like you already mentioned, like Lincoln Riley came in during the middle of your tenure at Oklahoma, so like, and you also played in the college football playoff. But Oklahoma, I believe, is yet to win a college football playoff game. As set as that is, because I want someone to dethrone Alabama. That's not LSU. Like, right. is, how do you feel about like the sort of stigma that Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma have that they just can't get to that big game? Is, I mean, that, like, is, like, like, is that because of Lincoln Riley or is that just because of dumb luck that that's all happened?
2: I I mean, I got a lot of insider info because I was there. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm right. just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But I, <laughs> I will, <laughs> no, I will say that Um, I don't think it's dumb luck and I don't think that Lincoln Riley, Riley just can't win the big game. I think that y'all have to give the man some time. You have to understand. He just went from having Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray to having Spencer Rattler, and no disrespect to him, but he's just quite frankly not ready. By the time Kyler got to play at his tenure old um, he had sat behind Baker and then played backup to Baker. So by the time he was there, he was seasoned, he was experienced, he knew what he had to do. And again, you're losing big time receivers here and there. You got to fill all these pieces, and you got to understand. In a lot of Oklahoma's time or or history, there's they, we have players that we can give the ball to and they make something happen right here right now and we don't have to do anything else like scoring in one play like if you take that out of an offense or you take that out of a defense you know a super disruptive pass rusher then everything that everything else has a domino effect as well it it declines and so when you have to fill that spot and you don't have that same thing it's not as easy to do what you do you know what i'm saying so it's not i think it's just unfortunate for him if you give him some time he's putting all the right things together and we can all see that
1: I personally have one as my Heisman favorite and Marvin Mims is up there for the Bulletnikov for me at least. Um yeah. my top five.
2: So I, I think you're in good company with those two.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rattler Rattler just looks like you know, last year he kind of showed showed a lot of people um what he's able to do just with his talent. Um, mm-hmm. now he's got another year un- under his belt, got another off season under his belt to where he's going to be able to slow the game down a bit for himself, learn yeah. a lot more of what Lincoln Riley wants him to do, which is what Baker's been able to do. Uh, Jalen Hurts coming in there, obviously seeing what Kyler Murray able to do too. So now he's just following right in that line of things. Exactly. Um, but you know, back to your, your, your time, um, at Oklahoma, Jordan, and then, you know, moving into the NFL. So you didn't quite necessarily have. You know the end of your college career like you did at the start you know you kind yeah. of maybe fell off a little bit down towards your, your Man, junior and senior that's season so heading into the what to
2: say to me no sure. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. So so you've got these me, questions before you you've had
0: to have got it. you you've had to have got time. these questions
2: before <laughs> so um you know
0: you, you had that that partial you know that MCL injury um yeah. at the later half of one of your seasons and then um, a couple of things off the field that, you know, we don't necessarily have to dig into, but, you know, tell us a little bit about your, um, you know, your adversity that you faced coming out of that and then not, and then going undrafted and then eventually, you know, being picked up by the Eagles in your time with them.
2: Um, it was tough, um, to be completely honest. I, I knew that I was, a, I mean, and I still know to this day that I'm a, I'm a phenomenal player, um, in my mind, again, better than most, not, not saying that I am, but in my mind, I am, um but again um dealing with all the adversity it, it 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 creates a drive for you but at the same time you know it puts a lot of stress on your body you know um you know you, you're, you're you're it's unfortunate that um you know obviously i was young dumb and stupid you know what i mean like whatever like we all mean, are it. when we're in college you know what i mean like i, mean, I was that's... a kid i was growing up you know and, and i don't right. by no means am i ashamed of it i'm not proud of it by no means but hey it was life i was young like if you can show me someone who has a perfect life then you know You know, I would literally do whatever you say for the rest of your life, period, you know, like, but again, you know, those things kind of make you into a different person. And then obviously, they they build you in a positive way. And, you know, it it prepares you for what's to come in the future, because at that point, it makes everything 10 times harder. Um, but again, you know, pushing through that, going to the combine, being super weak on the bench press. But again, if you can show me where you have to bench press someone off of your chest while you're laying on your back <laughs> in the football, actually between the whistles, then I would give it more credit than it than it than I do. But again, you know, whatever. I would go there. I break the, com- I mean, I break the record in the three cone drill, which was pretty cool. I was excited. Right, it was
0: six six point three eight or something. Two like eight, that? eight, my buddy. Was. Six two eight. Two eight, two eight. Yeah. I <laughs> got me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's fine. But yeah, no. So that was super cool for me. Like I really enjoyed that. Um, but the entire experience of the combine, it was miserable. I hated it. They just literally, you're a lab rat, you know, and you It just goes to show that, you know, again, you are a piece and a puzzle and all of this. And, you know, it's like, at the end of the day, everyone's disposable and it's just like um, me being in the league, you know, whatever um, I got cut for a receiver or, you know, whatever that that's out there, you know, it was just unfortunate. Um, you know, and then after that just being bounced around and, you know, again, like you said, I had those off the field issues, you know, and they just haunt you and it's just, it, it gets difficult from that point. And then, you know, obviously from that point, I went and played in Canada. or well, I tried out for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Canada. Uh, but at that point, you know, I was just kind of not into it. You know, I fell out of love with it a little bit simply because, you know, I, I had everything, I accomplished everything I ever wanted to in my life. You know, and then I'm just like, all right, well, now it's just not there anymore. And I'm like, dang, that's like, you know, you just taste it and then it's gone. Like, that's unfortunate. It creates a different drive in you. But again, you know. Due to the things that, you know, everything you do in your life matters in today's world. It's just like the, those things haunted me. And then, you know, it just a domino effect at that point. You know, I'm just snowballing downhill. And then it's just like I'm not necessarily doing bad as a human being. But it's just like as far as my career, it's like, goodness, like we're just, you know, falling down. And it's just like I lost interest a little bit. And it's just like being out of it and then getting hurt. Like when I broke my um, I my fractured my my femur or whatever. Like that changed it because I was like, I can't walk. And it's just like all I want to do is go outside and run. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what I thought. Six weeks straight, I couldn't put any weight on my all I want to do is go outside and run. All I want to do is go outside and run. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it kind of builds that thing. And then obviously I don't have nothing to do but time. I have nothing but time. I'm just like just thinking about okay, well, what happened? What'd you do wrong? And whose fault was it? and it's just like dang as as horrible as it is you know i have to sit there and look at myself like ah man i mean i knew right from wrong and yeah you know whatever this that and the other like yeah okay but i was wrong you know what i'm saying i have to admit that and i have to come to terms with that as a man and admit that and then it's just like okay well now what are you going to do about it and that's you know the phase where we are now you know the recover the rehab okay well if you can get in the XFL, let's get in the XFL. And then after that, you know, obviously, you know, I can bay my, babysit myself into an NFL contract. Great. Freaking wonderful. The You know what I'm saying? I've come full mm-hmm. circle after going full circle. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But, again, yeah, that's just the process and how that goes. But I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely understand. I've been through, um, you know, a lot of – mistakes that i've made in my life as well i I got a dui right when i got out of college um you know you you make stupid mistakes and that's something you got to learn from you know mistakes ultimately lead you to live a better life and some of those things happen and you know we end up being better people for it so um, Mm -hmm. i I think you know some of those things are blessing in life so i just wanted to ask you know how you went about it because i know how i went about it i was very depressed for a long period of time um, oh, wasn't dude! Doing yeah, the things I mean, that, I, I, that, I, that I got into. That's what so. you want
2: to know, then, yeah, for sure. Oh uh, no, I, I mean, I was just, I was just curious how you how
0: you faced that total total adversity, it's which you up, you dude. did. So, um, you, you're great now. You seem like you're doing well for yourself and everything. Um, sure. I mean, it, it took me a while to get out of it, but I eventually did. You know, you come out a better person. You realize that. I made a mistake, but that's not the end of the world, and I'm gonna right. move on and, be, and that, be the person that I'm meant to be. Exactly. So, and, um, and the I'm,
2: main thing for I'm sorry, I hate interrupting you, but I don't want to. Lose my no, you're good. Thought, you know what I'm saying? But like the main yeah, thing, like, <laughs> those those things don't define you. Those things don't make you who you are, and, and and those aren't labels for you. No matter how many no matter how many times people try to be like, oh well, you're the person that did. Nah, I mean, like, cool. Yeah, you can think that. I don't need you in my life. You know what I'm saying? I'll
1: do right. this, You know, no exactly. negativity.
2: But like again, that that that's what I had to come to terms with. You know, and obviously figure out that being you know what i'm saying in sports all my life playing football all my life it's like football is not who you are and i'm like all right well that one was hard to figure out because i mean that's i mean since i could walk since i could run i played football you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i've been never you know what i'm saying i never never done anything outside of it and so it's like um you know that was different as well but again you know whatever we're here now we're on the <laughs> we're on the come up you know what i mean come back season whatever they'd be saying you know but, um, but, yeah, what, <laughs> that's about it.
1: Moving into, like, going off that kind of, like, not football-related, but, like, do you have any aspirations? Like, since off the field, do you seem to be done? Like, what do you want to do now that you're done with football?
2: Um, aspirations as far as what? I mean, I got hobbies, but as aspirations. The only thing I really and truly look forward to as a man in this world is being someone's father. I know that sounds weird and probably odd, but, like, to be completely honest, you know, obviously I'm not saying I want to struggle and bring a kid into life, but I'm saying I've been through so much in my life. And, you know, obviously so many ups and downs, so many roller coaster moments. It's like, the only thing that's going to make any of it all worth it like what did i do all this suffering for is if i can share it with or give it to someone tenfold you know what i mean like i want to be someone's father i want to be someone's husband and be a great one at that you know what i'm saying like those are really the only things that are really worth having in life because money comes and goes so do your friends so does majority of your extended family you know what i mean like how much how much your family you actually talk to bro outside of your people you live in your house you don't call your uh, aunts yeah. on a regular, you don't call your aunts uncles on a regular, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like for me, if I can build my own family, if I can have my own, this is me and this is what I built for me. Like, that's the most beautiful thing on the planet to me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. I'll toss it back over to, you know, football standpoint here. And when you were in college or, you know, whether you were the Eagles or, or whatever, you know, Who was you know the hardest person that you ever had to go up against on that other side of the ball?
2: Okay, dude, like, what are you at? Like a receiver or what? Because I played against. Yeah, like, like when you when you when you
0: when you lined up against somebody, who was the toughest guy that you ever had to line up against that you were like, I just can't do it. I just can't cover this man.
2: I am a killer on the inside, so I would never say that, but I understand, <laughs> but I understand the question. Never admit it. Never I understand admit the question. <laughs> I will say I had the most trouble with, um, I don't know. To be completely honest, I don't really struggle with anybody, but if if they were faster than not, like the DDs and the Marquises, if, if I don't get a hand on them, they're outrunning me. And I hated it. it was just, they were just—they were just so fast. You know what I'm saying? If you don't touch them, and I'm flat-footed, and he trying to backpedal, and he's running at me, naturally, he's gonna outrun me. But again, that's if I don't get my hands on him. You know what I'm saying? But just people who are super fast. But I'm just gonna rattle off a few of the receivers that did have to cover or played against, and it wasn't fun. Go. Like my, like Mike Williams. I played against Mike Williams. I played against Tyree Kill. Um, Tyler Lockett. I played against. I played against Kevin White. Um,
1: Oh
2: god, that's not a fun memory for Bears fans. Yeah, like um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I played against a lot of people, and then obviously on my team, you know, everyone on my team. But um, but yeah, I don't know. But I will say, Pat Mahomes is probably the greatest player I played against. Right? Yeah. But that, I guess it's gotta I be do...
0: fun, you know, seeing him and what what he's doing now, and then playing against him and, and all yeah. that. Um, there was something that came to my mind. I forgot it. Uh, forgot it for a second. But I'll, I'll think of it here in a second, Ethan. So right. go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, obviously playing for Oklahoma, you have the Oklahoma-Texas Red Real, River Red River rivalry. So do you have any like special memories from that game? Seeing as that's probably one of the more intense rivalries, definitely top five in college football.
2: Um, yeah, for sure. So um, I don't even remember what year it was. Probably my probably 16. I don't know. I don't remember, but I was just going crazy in the first half. I think I had, like, four pass breakups. I should have had probably a couple picks, but I didn't. A couple big hits, I think. But then, funny enough, literally second half of the game, I get bombed on twice, and it's just like I, I either missed the ball by half inch or I just – poor guy. I don't even know. It was just insane. But I was just like, that. Was were the only two other passes I think I really gave up the whole entire game, and they were just – ridiculous and I, I like my mind was blown because I think I one went right through my hands but either way I had the greatest first half defensively that I had ever had in a long time and it was pretty dope
0: yeah that's awesome man And I, I can't remember what my other question was um so that's pretty much you know all I had so Ethan if you have any if you have anything else for Jordan you know go ahead and uh you know ask him yep yeah.
1: Uh, Just one more about the NIL, just because that's new. You're a former player, and as far as we know, Oklahoma didn't pay you. So what's your opinion on the NIL?
2: Uh, You want to talk about that? So (laughs) Um, I think it's unfortunate that it didn't didn't happen sooner so that we could all reap the benefits. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing um but me personally i am upset i am upset i am so upset but i don't know i just don't understand how it really works you know i could sit here and like look through the rules and like what the the rules and and all the regulations of it are but like until i fully understand like the depth of how like what exactly they can and can't and how frequently these payments can happen like we're talking about like salary money, though, as as a college student playing football, you know what I mean? Like,
0: I mean, who they were talking about? What's the Alabama quarterback's name? And Nick Saban was talking about how he's getting close to six figures. I'm like, that's insane. That's seven
1: figures, not six figures. He made seven, six sorry, figures. He made, figures. He made six figures day one. He's making seven figures now.
2: I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> it's like
0: well damn <laughs> i wish i could have got paid that you know? yeah for sure crazy. you
2: know what i mean but i mean just it's just crazy to think that obviously someone just like baker mayfield or kyler murray or like obviously i'm i'm saying them and i'm not trying to obviously sing in the single them out all the time but i'm saying they were the quarterback who won the heisman both of them so like how much money are people going to pay you because every single person in the country is going to want you to come and do something for them like once the demands become so high do your prices go up or do you just pick and choose where to go you know what i mean
1: i mean from what i've seen talking with some players that i have another podcast i'm working on sponsoring a couple it's really just they're gonna pick and choose. Obviously, the bigger ones are only gonna get back to the bigger companies, but smaller time athletes are gonna get the twenty to fifty to hundred dollar little shout out on Instagram for like a twenty four hour post.
2: See, so then then they're gonna start making people hate people. It's gonna they're gonna start. Yeah, hate I mean minds. it's gonna
0: cre- create. A, uh, <laughs> it's gonna create It's gonna create you know a divide in the locker room. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's,
2: it's, gonna, it's, it's definitely going to f- uh, affect the team chemistry. Like, bro, like, I'm not talking to you. Like, you doing, you making this. you making this. Like, our checks are actually different now, you know, when literally just last year we were all getting the same stipends or whatever, scar mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they were getting, I'm not there. So it's different to think that, okay, well, now that's all different now. Like, you make more money than my parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, on some weird stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. some kids probably will go, they were saying Archie Manning was projected to make a, a million dollars or something crazy. Like,
1: yeah. Uh, coming in from our comments, time. coming in from our comment section, Brandon wants to know how soft do you think it is that they're cracking down on the horns down. I wanted to ask this, but I forgot. Thank you, Brandon, for reminding me, and thank you for taking this.
2: Brandon, you're great. Um, dude, that's so trash. I know you saw me earlier. <laughs> it's just like, it's such, a, it's like, it's a little girl thing. Like, come on, like you're offended because we're putting the horns down. If we just did something good and y'all were us and you know, we were y'all, y'all would do the same thing. Y'all just, It's unfortunate that y'all are Texas, you know what I mean? And y'all take so much pride in it. Like, don't get your feelings hurt. It's a part of the game. Like it's football, it ain't, it ain't swimming. Right. If you want to, you know what I'm saying? want a soft sport, go get in the water, boy
1: go
2: play soccer yeah no (laughs) i i I like
1: soccer soccer is actually
2: super skillful sport so yeah go get in the water even though swimming is too but you know swimming soft it's singular you get to be in the water You get to feel all pretty whatever yeah it's inside you know i just i hate it i hate it i hate it i I just think that however that came about you know they had to come from the school complaining which is pretty pathetic like
0: Yeah, I mean, it obviously had to be Texas complaining about it. Like, I mean, there's there's no other way. But is is isn't there like a, or don't they like shoot a cannonball through like another team's jersey or something? Like, pretty sure they played LSU a couple years ago. They shot a cannonball through LSU's jersey. So, how's that any any different than, yeah, that's worse than putting the horns down, in my opinion. Like, what are you,
2: exactly? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but. You know, I don't know what else. I don't know what else to do about it. I'm still gonna do it. I'll take my 15 yard penalty if I was in college. <laughs> right, that's tradition. That's tradition.
0: Yeah, coach can make coach can make me run uh, lines or whatever he wants to uh, practice on
1: on Monday. So
2: that'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all right. I'm cool.
1: So going off tradition, I accept one more final question that you just reminded me of. What's your opinion on Oklahoma, Texas giving the middle finger to the Big 12 and moving to the SEC? As a I'm,
2: I'm super excited because they all talk about oh the SEC is this the SEC is that oh the Big Twelve is not this the Big Twelve is not that I'm like all right I'm like I'm sure you guys have anyone have a laptop up y'all can pull up the all time record of uh, um, Oklahoma versus SEC schools anybody I'm looking up
1: right
2: now I'm looking up yeah. <laughs>
1: The last two decades, Oklahoma's eight and six against the SEC. If you included since two thousand, that Texas A and M and Missouri were members of the Big Twelve since two thousand, Oklahoma would be ten and three against AM, seven one. Uh, what the hell? The one time, You know not screw fan sided.
2: Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, above
1: five, above five hundred, anyway. Yeah, you so, got y'all above five hundred by a long shot.
2: No, I already know the deal, but I'm just saying like it is gonna be interesting and then obviously it's gonna change. I don't know. I don't really watch a lot of SEC football because they talk so right. highly of it. So I refuse. I refuse. A yeah, hundred like hearing that
0: hearing the SEC chant everywhere you go. Like you go to a SEC game and they're chanting SEC, it's like, don't you have people y'all don't teams y'all don't like in your own conference? Right, right. Like you don't hear ACC doing that, you don't hear Big Twelve
1: doing that, you don't hear Pac twelve doing it,
0: Big Ten definitely doesn't do it. At what, are all. You, what are you you <laughs> What are you doing?
1: <laughs> hey, Jordan, I found it. 110 wins, 48 losses and eight ties.
2: See, that that doesn't sound like we're going to have a lot of problems, buddy. You know what I mean? Like
1: yeah. every time I've every time i played the SEC,
2: I think I've I I think I've only lost the ACC teams in the playoffs. Oh, I lied. I lost to Georgia. But that was a I mean, again, I got inside information. I just can with, you know what I mean? I just can't let that go. But <laughs> again, Besides that SEC loss, uh, I didn't. I I never really. I mean, let me think. See, now I got me thinking. I, I played Clemson and Clemson. They beat us both times. And then Auburn, we beat. And then Georgia. Right? I, 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 keep, I, I don't
1: know about Caleb. I keep thinking uh, of questions like right now. It's like we were about to end it. But like, that's okay. that's good. Ask away. Ask <laughs> Did you ever yeah, have a moment? Yeah, did you ever have a moment or a pl- of a player that you just like completely owned? You beat him, and he didn't get a catch on you, and you were just able to rub it in his face the entire game. Like, yeah, I just completely whooped your ass well, the
2: entire game. Baylor. Baylor the year Baylor was really good they had a receiver Corey Coleman he got drafted number 15 overall yep. he won the he won the bullet and award he had 20 mm-hmm. touchdowns before playing us and after he played us he had two catches for 53 yards or 51 yards or something or maybe even less than that but I remember one of the catches was it wasn't even on me so like it didn't matter so it was really one catch or maybe like 12 yards on me and I'm like Okay, this guy's supposed to be big and macho. Gets drafted 15 overall, and I'm like, poor guy. Lock who his is ass he? down. Yeah, who is I'll he? Lock his ass down. <laughs> <laughs> nah, is that boy? one of
0: those like, like? Were you okay? Another I'm, question: Were you a I'm, talker? Were you a talker, or did you let your game speak for itself? Because you know, uh, coming I'm from Florida State, I know, above. I know nothing. I'm I know nothing above. but talk. I'm
2: nothing. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. It just depends on the day, like. I have my moments where I'm whatever. You, you can't even open your mouth without me insulting you or not. You know what I'm saying? Just saying something disrespectful because I just was having a bad day. But there was also some days where I would literally just be in there, just quiet, just zombie. Just, I don't, today it's just, I mean, not, it's not my day, but like, I'm just in the zone today. Like, I'm not going to mess with you. Like, yeah. I'm not even I, talking I, I to know. you. Like, don't even say nothing to me. Like, we're not even friends. We're not even like, get out of here. <laughs> Because it
0: came out, like, when I was in school, so 2013 through um, 2017 is when I went to school at Florida State. So I I had Jalen Ramsey, and it came out after Uh, Jalen graduated that he used to, like, look up and, like, (laughs) the dude's girlfriend on the other side. He used to talk trash to her or talk trash to her about his girlfriend. I'm like, Jalen was a dog that way. He just never shut up. And so, like, it was just, like, I'm used to that. So I just didn't know what type of corner you were when you stepped up
2: over. I mean, it just depends on my day, you know. Like I just I I don't know. Like I I love football to death, but like I'll be completely honest with you. A lot of the stuff that I remember from football is because I watched it on film. Like I'm a different person when I'm in between the lines. I can I'm blank. My body my body does stuff. I don't I don't react. I don't read nothing. My body my body moves. That's it. I kid you not. Like awesome i don't remember i don't remember any of my interceptions from first person view i i watch it from the wide angle pimp you know what i mean like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh goodness but um <clears throat> yeah i don't know when i'm when i'm playing i just i go to another place because i know that my body's just gonna have to get through it whatever the heck it's gonna happen it's just gonna have to get through it <laughs> period
1: all right ethan anything else my brother why not? Uh, do you do you have any other players that you just really wanted to play against?
2: That like I really want, play? like I really wanted to play.
1: That you didn't get to, like either all time or just players that play at the same time as you. Um,
2: dude, I really wanted to play against Saquon when I was when I was playing. That would have been insane because, like, you have to understand, like. I got Joe Mixon, I got Samaje Ron, I got Rodney Anderson. So I got, I got a lot of great backs that are gonna do great things. But like, I want to see Saquon. You know, like that's different. I see you on TV too. <laughs> right. Like I watch me, I'm like, you do some fun, you do some cool stuff. Like I don't know where the hell you've been <laughs> the beginning of our, our, you know, what I'm saying our four year tenure. But like, whatever these do, whatever you've been doing these last two years, eh, keep doing it because I like it. He's, <laughs> He was impressive. I actually actually walked shoulder to shoulder, literally by him in the combine. And when I looked at him, I was, bro, like, you're not little, but you're just, I just, like, <laughs> you run, like, and, and all your film makes you look like you're just a giant, like a giant. <laughs> but either That's, way. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Jordan, we
0: want to thank you for coming on here, man. We appreciate your time, especially on your on your break from work, man. Um, If you yeah. want to give any shout outs before you log off, go ahead
2: um man shout, shout out y'all for for stalking me and having me on the show I'm actually super <laughs> excited like I'm I'm glad I got to be here with you guys I didn't know what to expect but it was actually really great to be here um sorry I left you guys waiting you know but uh, uh shout, out, shout out my mom and my dad for putting me here for y'all to look at me um shout out all my fans if y'all still rocking with me give me some time we coming back just keep it on the low keep it on the low um and outside of that man follow your dreams and don't let nothing no don't let anyone tell me tell you you can't do anything you know
0: yes sir well, we, we appreciate you again man yeah. and um you know we'll be in touch i'll, I'll probably yeah. you know get get your number and stuff from from ethan since he was the one bugging you all the time and, then, <laughs> move and everything but um we'd love to stay in touch with you man love to have you on again at some time Um, uh, and you know Have a good weekend, man. You know, we're coming up on it. So enjoy. Yes, sir.
2: Y'all be safe and y'all take care. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Ethan, um, that was probably one of my favorite interviews ever. um, Yeah. Very, very uh, down to earth person, you know, been through a lot throughout his college career. And then, you know, going into the NFL, getting cut, having to deal with injuries and, you know, trying to build his life from there. Seems like a really good guy. Um, somebody that a lot of people can learn stuff from. So um, yeah, your your thoughts on him at all before we go ahead and get into this ACC preview.
1: Honestly, like you said, one of our best interviews ever. Definitely one of the most down-to-earth people. It was great to hear about his experiences as probably one of the better players of Oklahoma's secondary in their history. especially incredible since he was only a three-star coming out of high school. Great player. I really hope he bounces back. That's what he wants to do with his life and yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really, really enjoyed that. Hope hope that we keep in contact with Jordan. Absolutely. Um, but with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into our little ACC preview. Um, if you guys haven't been here um, in the previous shows, Ethan and all of his guests, since I wasn't able to be here, I've just been kind of going over the over and unders for each you know team of each conference. Um, we started off with, you know, the group of five. We've worked our way through conferences, Pac-12, Big 12. Um, we've done Big 10 as well, I believe. So now we're down to the ACC and the SEC, which will be – SEC will be next week. This week we're going to ACC. So go ahead and start us off with the first team, Ethan. What do we have? Boston
1: College, over under seven wins.
0: All right. So over – it looks like it's um, – over seven is looking at minus 148, under seven looking at plus money at 115 just going over their schedule real quick uh colgate at umass at temple at home against missouri at clemson at um at home against nc state going on the road for two more games against louisville syracuse at home against virginia tech on the road against georgia tech and then back home for two more games to end off the season against florida state and wake forest what are your initial thoughts are you going to be leaning here over under
1: i'm leaning over for sure i'm not seeing too many games besides that clemson louisville and virginia's heck game that i'm like completely iffy on them so already right there if i give them the rest of that that's nine and three obviously they'll choke a couple potentially but that's still the over
0: yeah um, i
1: like
0: yeah i I liked him on the over too um they are still under you know a a semi-new head coach here but he was able to do some things that a lot of people weren't expecting his, his past season and so I and their schedule really lines up nice and easy for them. You know they get Florida State and Virginia Tech at home, which works well in their favor moving forward. And then they start the year off with UMass and Colgate and Temple. So um, I really like them to go over seven. Maybe look around and see if you can get better value there, uh, better than minus 148, because you know you're putting almost a dollar fifty for a dollar that you earn. So um, if you can find better value elsewhere, go ahead.
1: Yep. And then moving right into Clemson over under 11 and a half. So do they go right. undefeated or no? Starting I'm off, not sure. You're starting off with Georgia. That's where that 11 and a half comes in. Because then you have South mm-hmm. Carolina State, Georgia Tech, NC State, Boston College, Syracuse, Pitt, Florida State, Louisville, Connecticut, Wake Forest, and South Carolina.
0: So the big game is obviously the first game of the year because you could really see, you know, them being able to move through that schedule fairly easily. But it all depends on what the quarterback plays is and if he stays healthy. Um, 11 and a half, it's right on the edge there. Uh, throwing a freshman in against Georgia right off the bat is pretty tough. I probably would lean under um, 11 and a half just because it's a half game. You could even probably buy that up, maybe in some places, depending on where you get your book. I would lean under there, um, under 11 and a half, if you can get it at 11 Maybe just go ahead and take over 11 because if even if they lose that first game, there's a good chance that they still, you know, go out the rest of the year undefeated. I if it's at 11, go over 11 and a half, go under. Um, but they might slip up. Not sure. You know, it's going to be a first taste for DJ Uguayli. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do. Uh, but that's really what it's going to hinge on. You know, they've got star players all over the field like Clemson has been able to do. Pretty much for the last part of the past ten years, they've got stars, they got people in there now to be able to make plays at all areas of the field. So I would take the under eleven and a half. What are your thoughts?
1: No, I'm probably gonna go with the over here just because I do believe that in DJ Ugalay. How DJ? I'm a. I believe in him and Dabo. Ukelele. Yeah, ukulele. Ukelele. Whatever. <laughs> I I do believe in him. I think that Georgia game is tough, but it's not like they have a very solid third fourth year starter quarterback either you have jt daniels who oh, lost his job to a walk-on i believe so
0: right yeah definitely and for you guys um we're going through the acc atlantic side um to start and then we'll get into the coastal so if you are not going in alphabetical order here so just an fyi for you guys yeah but yeah. and then well, uh i guess well, I'll, I'll i'll guess i'll take i'll take this one then um Going over from Clemson, we got Florida State, who used to dominate the Atlantic side of things before Clemson kind of became a powerhouse. Florida State sitting at either over 5.5 or under 5.5. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I'm looking through the schedule. Notre Dame should be a loss, but then you have JSU, Wake Forest, two wins. Then you have Louisville. That's close. Syracuse should be a win. UNC, loss. UMass, win. Clemson, loss. NC State, win. Miami loss, Boston college toss loss, up. Florida loss. That's five guaranteed in what two or three toss-ups. Yeah. I'll take the odds. I'll give them one game over. I think they finished the regular season six and six.
0: Right. I think, I think I'm right there with you. Um, I have them at six and six. I think that's, that's exactly where Florida state needs to be this year is six and six. If they go better than six and six, that's fantastic. Um, if they go under, then it's a disappointing season. Like you said, there's a bunch of toss-up games there. I mean, you could say, um, let me say, Louisville toss-up game, um, NC State probably a toss-up game, Boston College probably toss-up toss-up game as well. Um, I also can see Florida State doing something similar that they did last year, win a game that they're not supposed to win. They beat the number five team in the country last year against North Carolina. But then again, you can also look at and say they could lose a game that they're not supposed to lose. So um, it'll be... (laughs) Um, Jimmy coming here said go easy on the Cardinals guys we had a very unlucky season last year you, yeah we'll, we'll we'll get to your, your Cardinals in a little bit I, I'm very high on you know Louisville's head coach there, Scott Satterfield so um, we'll talk about them a little bit later but speaking of Florida State I think they get to six wins I think they go six and six make it to a bowl game and if they win that bowl game go seven to six it'll be a positive outlook for Mike Morvell and the team moving forward and maybe Florida State can get back in that conversation with Clemson
1: yeah then moving and into louisville,
0: there
1: you go. right at over under seven wins i don't like it i'm gonna be honest i gotta look at the schedule but as of right now i think that's questionable you're starting off with ole miss Lane kiffin matt corral that's gonna be a tough game because corral is a potential heisman contender it's tough i'll give louisville the edge but that's a toss-up eastern kentucky if you lose that you're pathetic Moving into UCF, you should lose that. Moving into Florida State, if you lose that, you're pathetic. Wake Forest should be an easy win. Virginia, that's always a toss-up. Boston College, toss-up. NC State win. Clemson loss. Syracuse win. Duke win. Duke should be a win. And Kentucky Kentucky should be a win, but a toss-up. So what's that? Four or five wins and then three or four toss-ups?
0: Yeah, um, I feel more. I think happy. they're. I think they're. In my opinion, I think there's a little bit more toss-ups that, than you probably give them credit for. Um, but you know, they're they're. I mean, like I said, I, I like you know Scott Satterfield. Malik Cunningham's coming back at the quarterback position. Um, he's very very athletic, very talented quarterback. There can really run the ball. Um, he he needs to get control of his turnovers. So that's gonna be a real big thing for them. Um, and then, you know, shy coming in there as well as a dual threat quarterback for them is going to be interesting. He's going to be lining up for wide receiver. Um, so it, it, their money is right on the line, in my opinion, seven, I, they should probably move it down to maybe six and a half. So then you have to go up either over or under there. But if I were to say, I'd probably put them right at Florida state level going six and six. So I would ride with the under.
1: Yeah. I'm riding up the under with them also. Then moving into another six team, this is actually at six NC State. What's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, um, so NC in, in State, um, pretty interesting going through their schedule, start off against USF, which should be a win. Um, then they had the Mississippi State, which will be probably a very fun game to watch. Um, taking on Furman, then Clemson, Louisiana Tech at Boston College and at Miami back to back weeks. That's going to be tough for them. Then they have to go to Louis or they um come back home against Louisville and then again have to go on the road to Florida State and Wake Forest, come back home for Syracuse and end the year against North Carolina. So looking at that, um, you know, let me see here I'll count mine up. One, two, three, four, uh, five. four, five. I would go with five wins, so I would take the under six, six here for them, um, NC yeah. State.
1: I like the under here also, especially because USF is technically a questionable game, in my opinion. I'm not going to give them the free win. So Okay, I,
0: I, I mean, I'll, I'll take that, you know, but, you know, under, under six yeah. here um, seems like a, a reasonable thing, but it's minus 159. If you can get that better elsewhere, go ahead if you can. Um, well, I guess under six is at plus 125 for them, so that's actually pretty good value. Um, if you if you lean to the over there, that's minus 159, which I don't understand why you would. So if you can grab NC State under six at plus 125, plus 125 you can go ahead and grab that. They've got a pretty decently tough schedule, so that, that's what looks there for them. And then we'll head over to Syracuse, um, probably the lowest of all of these ACC teams here at three and a half wins, over or under here for you, Ethan.
1: Oh no, You're starting off with the Bobcats of Ohio. Not necessarily the best, but still... The Mac scores a lot, and they let up a lot of points. So it really depends if Syracuse can either stop them or put up more points than them. I'm not sure if Syracuse can do that. So I'll call Syracuse a win here, but you never know. Rutgers, next. Rutgers, is as we said when we went over the Big Ten, me, Garrett, and Ben, Rutgers are a surprising team this year. Rutgers should have taken the win this year. So I'll go give them a two and zero start. Then you got Albany three and zero, Liberty, Lake Willis should tear them apart. Then you got Florida State. Even Florida State could yeah, win this I one. Can. Wake Forest. That's a total of four wins. So that's already over for me. But then you have Clemson, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Louisville, NC State, and Pittsburgh. You can win at least one to three of those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you go, could probably win. Over. Yeah, you could probably win one of those games that you're not supposed to win. Um, it's all about the start of the season for the Syracuse team. If they if they start off 3-0 and against Ohio, Rutgers, and Albany, that is going to be a positive for them heading into the rest of the season. And you can at least get one more win the rest of the season if you start off 3-0. and There's no reason you should lose out the rest of the season there, even though you do have a decently tough schedule. You should be able to have a lot of confidence going into some of those games. So I do like the over there and the over three and a half is actually at plus money at plus one Oh five. So I will sit there right with you and, you know, sit there with the over three and a half there for the Syracuse orange. And then we'll go ahead and end out the ACC Atlantic side of things. And we'll talk about wake forest sitting at over or under six and a half wins. The over six and a half is at minus minus one thirty four, and The under is at plus money at plus one
1: Oh five. All right. Old Dominion win, Norfolk State win, Florida State toss up, Virginia toss up, Louisville toss up, Syracuse win, Army should be a win, Duke should be a win, UNC loss, NC State should be a win, Clemson loss, Boston College toss up. That's six right there with two toss ups, or three toss ups, one of one, the two. One. They should
0: start off two and zero. Florida State most likely definitely going to be a loss at Virginia. Toss-up, but Virginia is always a decent team. So I would say Virginia probably wins that, especially with Wake Forest being on the road. So you start off 3-1, and which is not horrible. Louisville probably lose. At Syracuse, I would say is more of a toss-up. At Army, should win. Um, Duke, who knows? North Carolina lose. NC State lose. Clemson lose. Boston College lose. Um, So I've got them sitting at right about five to six wins. So I still would take the under here. It's plus money. Um, I would go. Um, but you know, Athlon's in here saying they love the over here, um, if they can find some defense, they, they can find some defense. They can, you know, easily maybe go five and one is what Athlon sports is saying out of the defense. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Not everybody, everybody counts out Wake Forest and somehow they end up, you know, having at least a decent season. Um, not a good season, not an above average season, not a great season. Um, they always just end up being okay. And that is probably why a lot of people are maybe leaning towards the over six and a half here for wake forest. So, um, be interesting to see, probably maybe the most interesting team besides, you know, a, a Syracuse or maybe even a, a Florida state team here in the ACC Atlantic part of, of the conference. So, um, you're, I'm taking the under, you're taking the over. So, um, that'll be interesting to see. And with that being said, we'll move into the coastal and I'll let you lead it off.
1: All right. Duke at three and a half. Not the best team, although they do have a potential revenge game coming up. But first, they have Charlotte, should be a win, but then you have the revenge game with North Carolina ANT. and t Can the Aggies get revenge? No. Duke starts off the season 2-0 and before losing to Northwestern. Then they beat Kansas, so they're
0: 3-1. Right, which is not bad, Gain some momentum. Not
1: bad, not bad at all, but then you have UNC, Georgia Tech, Virginia, Wake Forest, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Miami.
0: You have to think they win at least one of those. Really? Maybe. I mean, it depends. You never know who's going to have a bad game. You look at their home against Georgia Tech. We don't really know what Georgia Tech's going to be this year, even though they showed a little bit of promise last year. And, you know, although we don't like Duke's team, David Cutcliffe has been known to do a lot with a little. I don't know if that's just me that sees that, but David Cutcliffe has been at Duke for, for a while. He's turned quarterbacks that we don't really know into something. And, I mean, not something, something, but, you know, a serviceable quarterback to be able to get the job done and be able to compete in some games that he can't compete in. So, I mean, for that reason, you you look at games like a Georgia Tech game or at Wake Forest, you know, some of those games right there, those two games are going to be important for them if they're going to reach the over here. I'm going to lean towards the over just because of I I have a lot of belief in David Cutcliffe and the job that he does with his
1: teams. I see it, but I'm still going the under. I don't trust it. Then moving into the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Moved away from the triple option finally a couple years ago. Does this team have any hope with a new offensive scheme? Who knows? But over under a five, they're starting it off with two easy wins with Northern Illinois and Kansas State. I mean, who knows? But they definitely should be able to take those two games. Then you have Clemson, UNC, the two best teams in your conference. So you're starting two and two. Then you have Pitt, Duke, Virginia, Virginia Tech. That's one and one there. I'll go. Th- so they're three and three. Then you have Virginia, Virginia Tech, Miami, Boston College, Notre Dame, and Georgia. I don't like any over bet here unless it's over three and a half.
0: I don't see it. Um, I don't see it at all. I know a lot of people, including excuse me, Josh Pate, um of you know two four seven sports. Pretty high on Georgia Tech and what, what they're building over there. I, I am a big fan of what they're building over there as well. I think they're doing a tremendous job and And trying to build a culture, build something different than the triple option, excuse me, of what they had going on for the past centuries worth of football. And they're trying to change it. And it's actually, you know, coming along a lot faster than a lot of us probably originally thought. Um, But I think five here is a little bit too high, especially with the end of their schedule being as tough as it is. You're going to start getting worn down. Maybe guys with injuries, you're not going to be able to have it all towards the end of the year. So I like the under here for Georgia Tech of five wins. Yeah, it should be definitely then, under. Yeah, Moving. and then we'll move on here, and we'll Miami. go to Miami. Um, the U, sitting at 9.5 wins. Over 9.5 is at plus 115, under 9.5 at minus 148. Looking at their schedule real quick, um, they lead off the year against Alabama. Um, Then they go and play App State down there in Coral Gables and Michigan State as well in Coral Gables. Then they play Central Connecticut and Virginia all at home. So they got a four-game stretch here at home after they play Alabama and Atlanta. Then they go on the road to North Carolina, come back home for NC State at Pitt, then come back home for Georgia Tech, visit Florida State there in Tallahassee, come back home for Virginia Tech, and then play at Duke.
1: If they can win at least one of the Bama, App State, and UNC games, they got the over. All I need to do is win one of them. Obviously, it's not going to be the Bama. So you just need to win one of the Appalachian State or the North Carolina games.
0: Yep. Um, I can agree with you. Um, my only question is is the health of Derek King. Um, if he goes yeah. down, what's going to happen? Um, if Derek King is not healthy, what is going to happen to this Miami team? I have no idea. I can't tell you what's going to happen to them, what's not going to happen to them. Um... But if they can keep him healthy, I think this is an easy over for them to hit. Um, You know, if they lose that first game against Alabama, which I believe they do, I think they come out on all cylinders firing for the rest of the season. And it's all going to rely on the health of Derek King. But I will bet the over and say Derek King will be healthy for all of next season.
1: All right, moving right in to North Carolina. Ten wins. That's a lot for a team that's – they're on the up. I mean –
0: They are on the up.
1: They're a favorite for a five-star linebacker over Clemson. So I'm curious to see how that goes. But UNC-Virginia Tech first game. Started off conference season right away. Should be a win. Georgia State should be a win. Virginia should be a win. Georgia Tech should be a win. Duke should be a win. Florida State should be a win. All right, but let's Miami. talk about
0: this three let's talk about this three games. This three game stretch is what's going to be the biggest impact on North Carolina's season right here. Yeah. October Miami. 9th Florida State. Florida State, Miami, Notre Dame. Yeah. Those three games are going to be very imperative to how North Carolina's season turns out. If you lose that first game against Florida State, which I I don't think they they lose. I think they win that game, especially being at home. But you can't get complacent knowing that Miami's coming the week afterwards. Yeah. So you don't want to look ahead. You know, Florida State could be that look ahead game and you don't want to get caught in that. You know, I think they'll be ready for it, especially what happened after last season. But there's always that question mark, especially when you got a three-game stint right here of tough teams. Is Florida State the Florida State that they used to be? No, but it's still Florida State. And it's still a tough game. I mean, if you think about it, Mac Brown has never won against Florida State. I think he's like 0-11 all time. time. He, he's never beaten Florida State, whether he's at North Carolina, whether he's at Texas, no matter where he's at, he's never beaten Florida State. Um, so that's always a tough game for him. And then you got to play Miami the week after that, and then a week and a half after that you play at Notre Dame. So that's not easy. Yeah, it's really
1: not. I'm a, just – Going out on a limb just to make it easy. They should be Florida State. We'll call it a beaten Florida State. Just to say for making it easier on us. Can they beat either Miami or Notre Dame?
0: Uh, I, that Miami game is going to be tremendous. That Notre Dame game is going to be tremendous. I don't know. Um, say they beat Florida State, which they should, uh, and they go one and one Miami-Notre Dame then they're, they're on the right path. But if they lose both those games, then they're sitting right at 10. I think 10 is the right number for this line. I think 10 is right there. I think they might lose both of those games. I mean, maybe since they get Miami at home, that's a little bit better. But who knows? They might have been looking ahead and not play as good of a game as they originally thought to. You know, maybe Miami and Manny Diaz takes a little bit of something that Mike Norvell was doing with Florida State. If Florida State keeps it close, and then they're able to utilize that the following week. So I say 10's right on the on the right on the number. Um, it's, it's a really big pick-em, in my opinion. It's, it's going to be interesting.
1: I agree with the pick just because I want to have a side of that be like you. I want to choose the over. All
0: right, um, I'll take the under. I'll take the under right. 10. Um, we'll, we'll be on opposite sides on this one. I just think that three-game stretch could be really detrimental to them. Who knows? They could lose all three. Um, they could, you know, lose to Florida State, win the next two. We never know what's gonna happen there. You know, it, it'll be interesting. Sam Howell hopefully takes that third year leap that uh quarterbacks are supposed to do, you know, going in, into this next season. So it'll be interesting for sure for North Carolina. That's gonna be a team that everybody should want to tune into. Um, with that being said, we'll move into our next team, and that's gonna be Pitt.
1: Yeah, over under seven. This is a very underrated team. Pitt always finds a way to put a very good team on the field with limited players. They're not getting those five stars. They're not getting the best player of all time from high school on their team, and yet they're still playing out bowl game-worthy teams. And they're starting off with some relatively easy games with the UMass, Tennessee, Western Michigan, New Hampshire. Obviously, I call Tennessee an easy game because it's Tennessee. And no, a new no, coach. Coach, yeah, new head coach, all that. Yeah, no. So all soon they start four and Then you have Georgia Tech, they should win. Virginia Tech should win, but it's a toss up. Clemson lost, Miami lost, Duke win, UNC lost, Virginia and Syracuse wins.
0: Yeah, I think this is an easy over. Um yeah. I like them. I like them easily to go over seven. I don't really want to talk much about Pitt. They've got a great coaching staff. You know, they're always going to bring in on defense. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the Pitt over seven here.
1: Yep. And moving into the Virginia Cavaliers over under of six.
0: Uh, Virginia's an interesting team. Just, I think it's just based off their schedule really. Um, William, Mary, um, Illinois, Wake Forest, you know, Louisville, Duke, Georgia tech, UNC, UNC pit. Uh, you know, it's not, a too terribly difficult schedule, um, but I think I still would lean to the under. I don't think Virginia is going to be necessarily the team that we're used to. I think they might, you know, regress a little bit more than they usually do after a season that they had last year where they kind of played a little bit above their their what they were supposed to. Um, we'll see if that's the case. I, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Um, we'll see what Illinois is able to do. That'll be an interesting test game for them to see what, Type of Virginia team we're gonna see because Illinois and Virginia, in my opinion, are kind of right there with each other when, when I look at teams in their in their comparable divisions and in their comparable conferences. So um, it'll be interesting. They're sitting at six. I would say they're probably right around there, but they're probably right around there. But I think I'm gonna lean under six. Yeah. Um. Just don't. Tr- just don't trust them a whole lot. Yep.
1: And then Virginia Tech. What do you like? All right. For some reason, my I got closed out of that. So can you read it off for over-under?
0: Yeah. Um, Virginia Tech's over-under sitting at seven, plus money at the over, minus 135 on the under. Uh, I'm agreeing with the under here. You start off with North Carolina, then play Middle Tennessee at home, which should be a win, then head to West Virginia, probably a loss. Um, West Virginia's, you know, they started to turn it up a little bit last year at the end of the year. Richmond, so you probably start off two and two, then go to Notre Dame, probably a loss. Um, Pitt, probably toss up game. Syracuse win, so you know you can put them at at three and three at this point. Um, at Georgia Tech, toss up game in my opinion. At Boston College, probably a loss. Duke should be a win, and then at Miami and at Virginia, um, uh, I just don't. I don't really know. Seven's probably a good number for them. I just don't know if they can get there uh, I'm not real sure about their quarterback in Braxton Burkmeister Berk, um Burkmeister excuse me um defense did not do a whole lot last year I mean they gave up probably over 35 points per game last excuse me last season um to where that's not what you're used to from a Virginia Tech excuse me team yeah so it'll it'll be interesting to see if they can correct that if they don't correct that it's definitely going under
1: for sure I'm going under here.
0: Yeah, so um, oh, that's our last team of our ACC over unders and our ACC preview. Um, with that being said, you guys have been looking at our ticker the whole night. Head over to mybookie.ag. Use code USN100 for double your first deposit. Put in fifty dollars, get fifty dollars free to put on whatever you want. College football season's two and a half weeks away. Awesome stuff we got going on there. Head over to rxhemp.com. Use code rxhemp-USN for ten percent off every single one of your purchases, guys. That is all natural CBD pain relief cream. Use it on sore back, use it on aching knees, whatever. Head over to our USN shop, teespring.com, backslash stores, backslash unwrapped. Get all of your unwrapped merchandise and apparel needs there, guys. All your favorite shows, all your regular merchandise, a bunch of different cool styles that we got rocking over there. Um, With that being said, we had a great show tonight. Um, We had our ACC preview. We had an awesome, awesome interview with former Oklahoma University cornerback, Jordan Thomas, really down to earth, guys. Uh, really down to earth guy. If you guys haven't, you know, if you weren't able to catch us early on in the show, go back. We're gonna be downloading the podcast as well. Go listen to us on Apple, um, iTunes, on Spotify, Pandora, wherever you listen to your podcast, guys. Go, go ahead and look at, look us up, find us. You know, listen to all of them. We're gonna be, I'm gonna be downloading all these, putting them all on there. I, I've been MIA for the past three weeks, so Big Twelve, um, Pac-12, Big Ten. I'm gonna be uploading all those here within the next two days or so. You'll be able to listen to all those and today's as well. Bunch of interviews, bunch of ACC previews, bunch of conference previews, bunch of good stuff. You can follow me at CHS at CHS excuse me. Also follow at Saturday Standouts on Twitter as well. With that being said, I'm going to pass it over to Ethan. Go ahead and uh, sign us off for tonight, my brother.
1: Oh uh, yeah, follow me at Ethan underscore Carboni on Twitter. Check out my other shows. I plug them in every other show. I just want to get this done with because this was such a good episode. So thank y'all for tuning in.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you guys. And that's been another episode of Saturday State House.